From the Southeast Florida studios of the law firm Tripp Scott in Fort Lauderdale, this is Politics and Sunshine, a continuing series of interviews with local and national subject matter experts tackling the issues that make you stand up. In this episode, Tripp Scott CEO Ed Poswali talks to Florida's Chief Financial Officer, Jimmy Petronas. Here's your host, Ed Poswali. Today we're honored by speaking to a friend of ours, the CFO of the state of Florida, Jimmy Petronas. Jimmy, welcome. Thanks for having me, Ed. Jimmy, let's start with the most basic of basics. You're the CEO, you sit on the cabinet. Yeah. Talk about what does the CFO do? So I tell people it's the best job in the state. You know, you can be the attorney general, you know, what are you going to do? You sue people. And you can go to the ag commissioner, what do you do? You're regulating gas pumps. You know what? Nobody gets to do anything in Tallahassee or in the state if it isn't for us writing the check. So I tell people I'm the business manager. We do all the hiring and firing. We pay all the payrolls. We sign all the retirement checks. We pay all the invoices. We keep the systems of the state running. I get to be the state's treasurer. I manage the checkbook. We got about $60 billion in the bank. We're in the best fiscal health of the history of the state of Florida's ever been in. Explain how you figured that out. So um, we are, we're sitting, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell people all the time, it's not a sprint, it's a, it's a march. Right. Uh, a lot of this goes back to uh, when Rick Scott was governor. Rick Scott came in, um, saw the state of Florida as a, uh, as a good business. It was just it had been poorly run. He got very aggressive with paying down debt, cutting taxes, and it, it took a while, but $10 billion in taxes were cut, $10 billion in debt was 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 uh, retired. And then here comes Ron DeSantis, who really didn't know how he was going to govern. And so Rick Scott still, we still talk on a regular basis. He still likes to to, to thump me from time to time, make sure that I'm doing right by the, the finances of the state. But Governor Sands has been amazing about really being laser focused on uh, keeping the state's fiscal health in place. And we saw that, especially during COVID, um, where he, I mean, he vetoed $2 billion, I mean, a billion dollars uh, that, that, that year. And that was, uh, I believe, it was the most that was ever vetoed by any governor in the last you know, 20 years. So telling the citizens of the state of Florida, we're going to live within our means. And now we have found such a path to prosperity. We've got 1,200 people a day moving to the state of Florida. And our bond rating is the highest it is, you know, we've had from a AAA bond, standpoint. Right. AAA bond rating by all three major rating agencies for uh, the last four years in a row. This is, um, I mean, I tell people it's like we have a great FICO credit score. When we borrow money, we're borrowing at a percent, a percent, half cheaper than a Illinois or a New Jersey or a New York or one of those other places you're never going to move to. Right. So it's, um, again, state of Florida is just a, it's a great fiscal place to do business right Our now. reserves are sound. Yeah, we've got $20 billion in reserves. You probably could say we've got more than that because you've got trust funds that have operational abilities uh, you know, with excess built into them. But... State of Florida is in a good place, but uh, it's fleeting. Um, we saw it with the foreclosure crisis back in 06. Uh, we saw it with, with COVID, where the state is very dependent on our sales tax. If you have a downturn and we turn off tourism in the state, it's, it's a gut punch to the state's bottom line. So I, I appreciate that the governor has realized with growth in population means we have to have growth in our reserves. And, and that's the business model that uh, I'm very proud to be part of. So let's talk about an issue now, insurance, Yeah. home insurance. What's going on with the home insurance market today? So there's factors that, that we can't control in Florida. Uh, it's hard for me to control inflation. We try to control inflation by, by giving people sales tax holidays, being able to get their money back from the state through savings. Uh, and I can't control interest rates. So when we're in an environment where uh, inflation is up, 
20% on certain sectors, then you think about the replacement cost of your home, it's also going to be up probably 20%. More risk, more potential exposure by that policy that the carrier has written to you means they're going to have more out-of-pocket expense to pay out. So as home values go up, obviously the insurance companies will get concerned because of having to provide that level of insurance. Absolutely. And and the cost goes up. Labor costs more, materials cost more, supply chains are, are further stressed. And oh, by the way, 1,200 people a day moving the state. So the volume of people moving here is a good thing. We've picked up $39 billion in new recurring wealth. Or in contrast, like California's lost $18 billion in recurring wealth. So in a sales tax economy, that's huge for us. Right. But the, the insurance, I tell people, 12 to 18 months. You've got to give a chance for the, the risk history that the state has experienced, Hurricane Ian, litigation, you've got to allow that to be fully baked in. And then we move forward with an environment, two legislative sessions dealt with only insurance last year alone. You've got to allow those policies to get baked into the rates. But we good news is, is citizens insurance or insurance uh, of last resort. It's kind of the canary in the coal mine. Citizens has had over 200,000 policies uh, basically requested to be taken out of it by other carriers that want to come to the state. So the market is becoming competitive again, ultimately will be good for the rate holder. And what was some of the policy, the legislative policies that your team and, and and the legislature ultimately passed? So uh, the things that we did that we could control, we did um, about $700 million in direct savings back to the citizens of the state of Florida over the last two years. Sales tax exemption on storm hardening windows and doors and roof accompaniments. So if you're gonna make that investment, it could be several thousand dollars, we're not gonna charge you sales tax on it. And then we did a program called the My Safe Florida Home Program, $100 million last year, $100 million this year, where the homeowner could re retrofit their home with impact windows and doors and get up to $10,000 in rebates back from the state. Uh, so you make that bubble tougher, you make it uh, harder for the wind to penetrate, then ultimately that makes your home uh, less of a risk. And less of a risk means a better investment uh, risk for the, for the insurance carrier, which equates to a lower premium. Notwithstanding the potential of disaster everywhere, really, but in our yeah. case, hurricanes mostly, how do you keep the insurance market competitive and, and try to attract new insurers to the state? So the biggest change that we made uh, last December, um, we had two special sessions in 2022, one in May, one in December. And um, the governor um, really said enough's enough. We've been advocating for these changes, uh, but he's just, he's got his pulpit. He pounded his hand on the desk and he insisted that the legislature make the changes with tort reform. We had an environment in the state of Florida where 7% of all insurance claims nationwide for a homeowner originate state of state of Florida, 7%, yet 70% of all litigation originated from the state of Florida. So we had created an environment of suing settle. There was a handful of law firms that were printing lawsuits off of a Xerox machine. Um, that business model has been closed. It was a loophole. It wasn't a loophole created by design, but what happens is when people discover a loophole in the state laws, they fight to keep it open. Right. So, so the, the, the legislature, the governor, uh, work together and we've closed that loophole. Now carriers are coming back to the state of Florida. The insurance companies would tell me, Jimmy, I can model for hurricanes and hurricane activity in the state of Florida. I can't model for your litigation environment. So those are the elements that are now in play in the state of Florida. 
that is making uh, the state more attractive to that capital. I mean, another another issue is small business insurance. So your yeah. long history, family, small business owner. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you begin also attract and protect small business owners from rising insurance costs and litigation costs? Sure. So with small businesses, I mean, they are the biggest job creator in the state. They're so critical. But there's, there's been some gut punches of what they have faced with inflation, the cost of labor. Uh, the cost of business in the state of Florida is higher now than it's ever been. But it's not just Florida. It's it's throughout the United States. Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to make this political, but I, I haven't seen the solutions out of Washington to try to change the tide of things with inflation and what we've had with our, our challenges. Um, and look, there's there's a reality that we learned during COVID. I think COVID also changed some of the, the cultural uh, and uh, work ethic of our people. Uh, some folks just um, got very comfortable staying at home and working remotely. And that has definitely put more stress on the small business owner getting access to the labor to run their operations. That's why some people just cashed out. Um, and it's unfortunate, but I think uh, I think as we are seeing more and more the workforce going back, even Zoom has come out and saying we want our employees to come, come back, back in the office. Right? You know, sort of so, ironic. Yeah, it is. It's 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 very ironic. Some of the other things that your office is involved with, some of the other initiatives that you're involved with, uh, some of the recovery of state monies or people's mm -hmm. monies that are currently that the state is holding. Describe that for us. Yeah. So we're the trustee of all unclaimed property. I mean, it's the best job in the state. Um, so we, we pushed out over $330 million unclaimed property. If you go visit fltreasurehunt.gov, um, that's our state unclaimed property website. Put your name, your mom's name, uh, your dad's name, a business that you own, a business that you may be acquired, all that can end up. So I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a, a very large hospital system in the state and they had thousands and thousands of accounts maybe 12 cents here, $18 there, but various uh, you know, checks that didn't get cash for one reason or another. We consolidated all together. I gave them a check for $250,000. Okay, so so again, please go to that website. One in every five Floridians has something there. Give the website again. FLTreasureHunt.gov. Okay. And the other thing, you know, I get to be the state fire marshal. Uh, earlier today, I did a, a press conference with Palm Beach County Fire Rescue. And uh, pushing out the legislature's, um, um, it, was, it was great. They created a grant program for us to give cancer decontamination grants to our fire departments. So buying things like extractors, that's a fancy heavy-duty right. washing machine. Uh, but to, to allow those men and women who work 24-7, 365 through birthdays and anniversaries, the proper equipment to make sure that they stay cancer-free. And lastly, what does the future hold for you? Oh man, uh, the future's bright. Uh, I, I, I was I was thinking the other day. I'm, I'm in this process now, 17 years. I never thought I was going to do anything past the legislature. So um, you know, I, I love transparency. I love holding people accountable. I love seeing people that come into the process that that they want to take advantage of the Florida taxpayer, and I love putting them in their place. Sometimes uh, I lose a friend over it, but you know, sometimes that's somebody you didn't need in a friend in the first place. So there's just, uh, we live in an amazing place, but it's it's such an attraction for people to want to be a part. 1,200 people a day move to the state of Florida. That's great. So, uh, and they bring their wealth, but they come here because we're safe, because we have a low, low cost of living. And I'm very proud to be part of uh, the successes that this state has had. We've got good leadership at Tallahassee, very blessed. Well, one of the important things is that you're really a treasure to Florida, so we appreciate you and your family and all of your public service. 
the CFO of the state of Florida. Jimmy, thank you so much. My mom says I'm a treasure. There thank you. you. There I love you that. Go. <laughs> you get me emotional. <laughs> Politics and Sunshine is a production of the Fort Lauderdale law firm Trip Scott, serving Florida and beyond for over 50 years. A reminder that this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal or professional advice. No user should act on the basis of any material contained in this podcast without obtaining proper legal or other professional advice specific to their situation. Please be sure to like and share this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time for another fresh edition of Trip Scott's Politics and Sunshine. <laughs>